0: I'm Ben, and you're
1: listening to the Sound Logic
0: Podcast. This is Mike. Each episode, we discuss one of music's greatest albums from Rolling Stone Magazine's Top
1: 500 list. Brought to you by two guys with no credentials. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, We can't believe we made it this far, but we are through our episode reviews of the top 20 albums on Rolling Stone's list of the greatest albums of all time. And just like we did when we made it to the uh, end of the top 10, we thought we'd go back and do our own personal re-ranking of uh, albums 11 through 20. On this episode, we're also planning to give you some insight into if any of the albums in this 11 to 20 uh, grouping cracked our all-time top 10. And uh, we'll let you know if any of them made the cut. So, uh yeah, where do we want to begin, Mike? Do we want to just jump right into 11, or do you want to talk through some of how we did this again? Well, I want to say, if you're still listening to
0: this podcast after 20 <laughs> episodes, a big thank you, because that means Absolutely. you're you're, uh, you're, uh, you're our kind of person. Um, That's right. Because, I don't know about you, Ben, but I've really enjoyed the last few months going through this with you. It has been a ton of fun. Yep. Great to talk about something that we both love and spend time together. So thank you, Ben.
1: Yeah. I I think we've sort of half joked about like, if no one ever listened, then how long would this go? But I think what we're finding is that just this opportunity to connect in this form has been a joy to us, even if no one listened. So um, we'll just keep rambling on aimlessly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry, my life. Unfortunately, I think our audience uh, slowly, but surely continues to, to be on the rise um it wasn't too long ago that we were sort of averaging about 20 listeners per episode and we're we're over 30 now oh, so that's great uh yes people are listening someone's out there well thank you for listening
0: and and anytime that it's come up in conversation i've told people about it uh a lot of people seem really intrigued and interested yeah. and occasionally someone will pull out their phone and at it right away, whether they yep. go and listen to it, I don't know. But uh but that's cool. Yeah. So uh it's something that people are interested in and uh it's also just before we get into this it's um really sparked a new interest in uh older music for me, a new passion. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um I've uh in the last few weeks and I know I've talked about this, I've bought a record player. Um, I found a vintage record player at a garage sale. Um, I just got a call from uh, the repair shop that I took it to; that it's ready. I should be able to pick it oh. up in the next week. Yeah, and um, I went to a record store and bought my first album, which was uh, my first my first LP ever in vinyl form, uh, which is uh, Fleetwood Max Rumors. Oh boy! Uh, so I'm really excited. I mean, that is coming up, uh, number twenty six on the list. But I'm really that that is the first record that I'm going to listen to when I get my turntable. That's uh, exciting. But it's got me really excited about music again. Not that I wasn't before, but I'm more excited. And I feel like I'm more educated. Yeah. um, Because we've been doing so much research, and I'm getting a better understanding of these bands and genres and eras. And whenever you think you know lots about any specific topic – and then you dive into it again. You learn that you didn't know hardly anything, <laughs> and yep. and it's again, it's been a joy and great to be able to share some of the stories and research with other people. It, it's been it's been really great, and yep. uh, this this, this re ranking is going to be a
1: lot of fun. I think that's uh, the case for the guests that we've had on, and, and just anecdotally, I wanted to share. Yeah. I was playing disc golf with my uh my good friend josh and he was saying that he and his wife lisa have been listening to us from the beginning oh. and they go through oh, no and they go through now and and do their own sort of re-rankings as they go um it's got <laughs> them great. listening to albums that they never heard of before uh, i think similar oh. to, they're they're a, a, uh maybe a decade younger than we are but uh, okay they also kind of listened primarily when they were younger to to kind of christian contemporary christian and, and rocky christian music and so they're also rediscovering or discovering for the first time some of these albums that um you know music fans who are who are living out there in the secular world have known about for many years but us sheltered christians haven't uh <laughs> fully right. fully grasped until yeah. uh we went out uh beyond our safe enclaves. so um yeah, it's it's awesome to, to meet a real uh, listener out in the wild somewhere who who thanks us for what we're doing, and, and we really appreciate it. Uh,
0: so so we, the difference yeah. in age between uh, us and the couple you were referring to is that we were born the year Thriller came
1: out, and they were born the year Nevermind came out? Yeah, I guess that's probably <laughs> true. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought about that, but yeah, you're probably right. right in that, in that uh, era, at least, yeah.
0: Yeah, That's that's how we can feel real quick. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the way we did this last time yeah. is that we started at number 20, mm-hmm. or rather we started at number 10 and worked our way to number one. So mm-hmm. I'd like to do that again. We'll start at number 20. We'll work our way to number 11. Yep. And then uh, we'll talk about the ones uh, that we, the albums that we think could have been even higher than 11. We'll just have kind of an open discussion about some of the albums we thought or even better than the albums that were ranked one to 10. That's we're it. not going to talk about the albums that we think should have been bumped lower than 20 or a <laughs> higher ranking, <laughs> lower ranking. We'll do, we'll do that next time. Uh, um, and, and what we'll do as well, just so that everyone uh, can keep track. We'll, we'll first say, you know, what Rolling Stone put at number 20 and then we'll do ours. Sounds good. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. I just want to say that the last time we talked about we did this, we talked about what criteria each of us used to to re rank and go over again. The last time, well, just briefly, the last time, you know, you said that it was more or less based on the order in which you – or how much you wanted to listen to an album again. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the one that you wanted to listen to the most took the top and the least took the bottom, and you ranked it accordingly in between. And I more took the stance of, well, not only listenability and enjoyment, but a lot of other factors. This time, I've tried to lean a little more towards uh, your method. Oh, interesting. Uh, what? Because – there's so many factors to yeah. what makes an album great. So I thought, well, that's that's going to get really tough. So you know what? I am going to do it not only because there are – we talked about more albums, you know, Astral Weeks being one and Velvet Underground and Nico being one. That are so many uh, writers and critics say that this album is so uh, influential and monumental, yet most people have never even heard of it. So how do you yeah how do you, how do you how do you put that there how do you quantify that or if it's an album that most people listen to or people that we talk to say well I didn't really like it oh but you know so and so says that it's influential so we've put it you know <laughs> there's only 12 albums that were ever better than it ever or according right. to this list you know that I struggle with that so because that's very challenging and there are I just I did it with you know a little bit of that, but also which one would I want to put on the most?
1: I, I and think which that's one do I
0: want to put on the least? So I think that's helpful to know. Okay. So at number 20, and if you were listening last week, uh, Rolling Stone put Thriller by
1: Michael Jackson. Boo. <laughs> what did you put at number 20, Ben? I had the Sun Sessions. Uh, uh, you know, it's that first uh, compilation album on this list. I'm still a little unsure why a compilation gets to be put on a list of the greatest albums of all time. And I think that's probably a big reason why I bumped it all the way down there. But I think in our review, we talked about how challenging it was to think about or imagine a time before Elvis. And I think that's also part of my hangup too. I, I can, I can listen to that album and appreciate the genius of Elvis. Um, But it's not necessarily a genre or style that I am drawn to. And it just feels like music that's always been. Um, I know I'm – in saying that, I'm missing the point. I'm missing that Elvis changed music. Um, Yes. But it's just not something that really draws me to that. Uh, What do you have at number 20? The album that I put at number 20 was The Velvet Underground
0: and Nico. I just could not not connect with this album – Um, I didn't, I I respect it. I respect its uh, place in time, its significance, its influence. Um, I appreciate uh, how genuine and sincere they were in the making it and they were trying new things and it did spawn, um, you know, punk rock in in many ways and other things. I respect all that, but I just didn't enjoy it. So I put it here.
1: I I mean, I think getting at what you were saying before about uh, the listenability factor, um, the popularity may be part of that too. I think if there's any flaw to Rolling Stone's ranking, it's that they give too much credit to albums that were influential. And a couple of guests have said that too. I I remember Robbie Jones saying that, and I think even uh, Chris Clements, when we talked about the most recent Dylan album, kind of talked about that. Like, It seems like there's a... uh, a desire from whoever compiled this, all those many so-called experts, to to really lift up uh, the popular, to, to lift up the influence of an album above something like popularity, listenability, timelessness, those sorts of things. So, being clear on where we're coming at this from, I think, is helpful. Um, getting into number twenty, uh, Rolling Stone has Astral Weeks there, the Van Morrison album. <clears throat> we kind of flip flopped our. Uh, choices from number 20 you had velvet underground at number 20 and i have it at 19 uh i had the sun sessions at 20 and you have it at 19 so we uh some common ground there at the bottom at least i guess i guess we don't
0: really need to uh give a whole lot more explanation
1: (laughs) (laughs) no unless there's anything uh that that i said about the sun
0: sessions that that you would like to add or or vice versa uh not not really uh I think the same, I'm going on the same thing. I see the significance, but just, just didn't really enjoy And like we when we talked about The Sun Sessions, I would have been more comfortable with his debut album being there. Yeah. I think that would have made more sense. And uh, this album as a release doesn't seem, uh, you know, as great or significant because it was, you know, at the tail end of his career, that, I mean, they yep. didn't know it at they didn't know it at the time, but it was near the end of, of his life, um, uh, as as
1: sudden and as short as it was. So, yeah. Coming up next is uh, at number twenty one is <clears throat> another compilation album. Yeah. Chuck Barry's The Great Twenty Eight, which came out the year we were born, nineteen eighty uh, uh, two. Two two in a row, right? Oh yeah, I guess you're right. That the the next album on the list was also uh, is uh, a compilation album. Is like, it Robert Johnson? Recordings. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've got back-to-back yeah. compilation albums, which will be yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we handle those if we feel similarly to the Sun Sessions and right wish they were further down the list, or wish we had a you know, an actual album to wrestle with rather than a compilation. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and then
0: the the philosophical question is, isn't that an actual album? <laughs> no. <laughs> a compilation album is not an album i think it is yeah, what I mean. about, okay we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna talk about steve miller's um steve miller band's uh greatest hits yeah do you I know any do know, what do you know anybody who has a steve miller album other than that greatest hits album it's no. incredible
1: no but that's the reason that it shouldn't be there it's not it's, it's, oh. it, it wasn't an album I mean if if greatest, hits, it wasn't albums, an album. if greatest hits albums were what, what about this was album? Out, then then uh, you know put Russia's greatest hits on there or some of these other iconic bands that have dramatically changed rock and roll or, or changed music but don't have one single album that's that's uh singularly great uh, no I I refuse to <laughs> I refuse to <laughs> give in to this Rolling Stone tactic of like putting a greatest hits album on there because they just can't pick one from, uh, from an artist's career. (laughs) I think that's silly. Um, Oh man, we're going to have to come back to
0: that. that, Yeah. We'll (laughs) we'll table that. Yeah. Um, okay. For number 18, Rolling Stone had born to run by the boss.
1: Um, we did the uh, same thing with seventeen and eighteen, so maybe we should just do. It. Did we? Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. So okay. number seventeen on Rolling Stones list is never mind. Uh, for eighteen, the eighteen slot, I had Astral Weeks. You had Blood on the Tracks. For seventeen, I had Blood on the Tracks. You had Astral Weeks. So we're just okay. We're just flip flopping here, back and forth. So uh, so we're saying that these
0: these albums are not the worst, but not the best.
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Um, Astro Weeks uh, was at nineteen, and we have them there at seventeen and eighteen. So why yeah. don't we start with that one? Okay. That, um, yeah.
0: I uh, here is the thing. I liked it, and it is it is up my alley. I'm 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 a jazz fan. I love the jazz elements. Um, I I enjoyed it. It's not super catchy. Uh, yeah. Like it's not. It's the it's there's I don't even think maybe one maybe one song could be a single. Yep. But you know, so I I don't see it being very accessible, and that influenced me a bit. Um, And I I think it's better than you know, obviously the three albums I put below it. But but
1: it's I just don't see it as accessible. I imagine you did you feel similar? Yeah, and I actually feel the same way about Blood on the Tracks. Um. Okay. I think it works really well as a whole. Uh, yeah. It's something that I will put on, I'm sure, in the future as sort of like background music. Um, and I mentioned I, I like putting an album on Spotify, knowing that Spotify is going to pick music similar to that after the album is finished. And I think both of these albums kind of fall into that category. When I'm in a certain mood, I'll put on Astral Weeks or Blood on the Tracks, knowing that there's going to be music that will follow that is going to be in that same kind of mood or tone or tempo or era. Um, I feel fairly similarly about both of them. I will say um, to Blood on the Tracks, Blood on the Tracks is easily my favorite of the three Dylan albums so far. And I would rank it, you know, if we were doing a complete re-ranking of the top 20, uh, Blood on the Tracks would come in above – blonde on blonde and highway sixty one although I think that's a little different for you
0: uh I liked blonde on blonde a little more okay but if I was gonna rank those three albums um you know with some sort of point system as to <laughs> how much I like them it, it would be very close okay I, I did I did enjoy blood on the tracks um again not not as accessible not as memorable there was some i I had a really neat connection with blonde on blonde and there was a lot of things on it I really liked yeah. I think blood on the tracks is more polished yep I think it's uh it's recorded better um less problems with the quality <laughs> yes less yeah yeah there uh, yes there are less problems um it's uh I think some of the lyrical content is is more accessible like okay highway sixty one it's so cryptic and uh, and poetic, but not in an accessible way. It's just like it's almost like um, Astral Weeks in the sense that the lyrics are just so far out there, you just can't. They're they're pretty. They're like a painting that is really intriguing, yeah. but you really have no idea what's happening. That's <laughs> that was Astral Weeks, Highway sixty one to me. The the lyrics were really neat, but I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I think the lyrics are much more accessible on Blood on the Tracks, totally. but I think I like the music a little more on Blonde on Blonde. But, makes but again, I, I think the difference here, you know, with the exception of maybe Velvet Underground, I really enjoyed all these albums uh, 11 to, to 20. I really liked them all. Um, so it's been hard to rank them, and as we get into like the kind of the 11 to 15, kind of the the top half of this list, uh, it was really hard to differentiate because they're very good. Yeah. Um, in my in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so 16 was Blood on the Tracks, um, which we moved, we both moved down in the Rolling yeah, Stone list. Yep. Uh, I put, actually, you go first. I want to hear I, I wanna, what you put and then
1: I'll do what I. Put. I put uh, Miles Davis as kind of blue, so you bumped it down one, two. I bumped it down four, four spots. Four spots. Uh, it is a beautiful album, uh, but it's got the same uh, challenge for me that I guess the Sun Sessions do, and maybe even the Velvet Underground. And, and uh, actually, I guess, I guess all five of these bottom albums, really, now that I think about it, are just not musical styles that I'm necessarily drawn to. Uh, that's that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I think kind of blue is the best of those five. It's probably the one that uh, uh, you know. I have the, har- I guess I had the the biggest struggle uh, coming to terms with the genre style with kind of blue than, than pretty much any album we've gone through so far. Just because I am not really uh, a huge jazz person, it was it was very educational, and especially having a conversation yeah. with you and Jason. Uh, really gave me a deeper appreciation for the album, um, but when it comes to sort of what I want to put on, putting it kind of in the middle of the pack here is probably where it needs to go. Well, and
0: I think that's really respectable, and I I, I commend you. Um because you really took a leap and you were, you know, very forthcoming. Like, listen, guys, I haven't listened to yeah, yeah. hardly any jazz, you know, intentionally ever. Right. So this is way, you know, and and I really appreciate that you, you really uh, dove into it with an open mind. And, and really, uh, again, you, you articulated that you were very ignorant to anything about it. Um, and that that can be <laughs> that can be daunting especially with jazz and Jason touching this that there's this stigma yeah. that you can't touch it right. you can't touch it and, unless you know everything about it and and he Jason was so helpful to to comfort us and say like there's no secret code there's no yeah. password uh, uh anybody can to listen to appreciate it kind of. yeah yep. yeah you don't have to have a phd in jazz to listen to this music and enjoy it and I think yep. that's hard breaking into it so uh but you you did a great job bud <laughs> thanks <laughs> appreciate it um I put uh I put Born to Run at number 16 <laughs> Listen, I bumped it up. I I know that you love this album, okay? But I bumped it up two spots, so
1: I appreciate that.
0: I bumped it up. I um, I really did like it. Yeah, and I think again, it was new to me. It was. It's different. It's not really the type of rock that I particularly enjoy.
1: Yeah. Well, I am uh, but, again, at the, but again, the albums you plotted the above them, I, it makes sense to me why you have it here. I, yeah, a lot like the different. next five albums
0: are so good yeah. and like yeah. it's hard. Um, and I think, well, I think you'll see that I would probably have mm, all five of those next five albums in the top 10. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's hard to have another album compete with that. Yeah. Uh, but I liked it, but I liked other albums more and i want to i want to do my number 15 next because uh, uh rolling stone had are you experienced by the jimmy hendrix experience i put kind of blue here so it's only one mm-hmm. higher than you and and it's interesting because i am i am a jazz fan this is an album that i own and have listened to and really enjoy but yeah. i pumped it down i pumped it down three
1: spots i think uh, well, Again, let's zoom back a little bit, though. You bumped it down in the eleven to twenty, but it's good enough in your mind that it may even crack your top ten. We'll get to that. I mean, okay, okay. More that's, about I think the quality of these these ten albums that you have it here, not necessarily yes. you bumped it down from where Rolling Stone had it. That's right. There, there, there were so many good albums
0: in the eleven to twenty spot. And I thought so many of them were better than albums in the one to 10 spot. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know The just the, the next few albums we're going to talk about to me are so gripping. They just, I want to put them on There's I get absolutely pumped (laughs) when I listen to some of these next few albums. That's awesome. So energetic. I mean, if this was, you know, um, you know, what are your top albums to really relax to and feel totally calm and at peace? Mm-hmm. Well, then, Kind of Blue would probably be around number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but uh, this is, you know, again, the ones I really rely on listen to. And yeah, and, and it was hard. I, I, part of me didn't want to move Kind of Blue down this far, but I kept wanting to put these other ones ahead of it because they're just, ah, yeah. I just enjoyed them so much. So that was tough for me. Um, because I kind of thought that the way I would rank it would be, okay, the ones I own or had already listened to or already familiar with, those are going to be the ones that automatically just get bumped up. Right. because You're always more partial to what you know. Um, but that wasn't necessarily the case. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's me. Uh, what did you put at number 15?
1: I have never mind here. Uh, again, it's, it's not necessarily because I think um, – well, I guess I, I I bumped it up from Rolling Stone's ranking. I was about to say it's not because I think less of it than Rolling Stone does, but I guess I think more of it than, than Rolling Stone does. Uh, but yeah, kind of in the middle of the pack. It's uh, it's an album that brings back lots of nostalgia for me, but yeah. not necessarily an album I'd put on uh, just for the fun of it, but, uh, but one that I really appreciate and definitely has uh, a special place, I think, given that it's the first album from the 90s here on this list for me. Cool. Yeah, and
0: Rolling Stone at number fourteen had The Beatles' Abbey Road. Yeah, uh, but that's where I put Nevermind. Okay. So, and and even just as we're talking, I'm not sure that I wouldn't switch. <sighs> Nevermind, and kind of blue here. Nevermind again. It yeah, it's. I guess what's holding me back is kind of the some of the negative aspects of it. It it's it's a little. It's a little depressing. It's it's just full of a lot of, you know, anger and aggression. And sure, uh, we t- we talked about in that episode how, or I, at least I expressed, and I think you and Rob agreed that I think that's very important. Uh, we do need to express some of the darker yeah, yeah. Uh, sides of, of the human experience. We need to talk about those things. They need to be discussed so that we can deal with them and people have an outlet to hear other people's stories and share their own and hopefully uh, get through those times sure I guess the the risk is that we don't want to stay there all the time yeah because then you know just we we become miserable people um, and we aren't we want to be able to overcome those times but we have to talk about them so maybe that's maybe I would flip-flop those two but um, still it's it's such a such a powerful album so pivotal in our generation and brings back a lot of memories of hearing that as, as a, as a young teen. So yeah, uh, an important album f- for us and for, for me. What did you have at number 14?
1: Uh, I had, are you experienced at number 14? Um, right. It. I think I said this in the episode where we reviewed it. This is exactly the kind of album I expected to be on this list. One that I wasn't, terribly familiar with but as soon as i pressed play i was like oh yeah okay i understand why this is here just track after track yeah. of exceptional exceptional um rock classic rock uh, amazing uh, memorable songs that are continued to be co- uh, continually appreciated today um i i even debated making this a little bit higher but there are three albums still to come on my list that have, a, have an even closer place to my heart I think I guess that's a good way of saying sure, it yeah. I don't own Are You Experienced and um, I'm probably more likely to own the three that come above it
0: okay yeah that's fair number 13 Rolling Stone had uh, Velvet Underground and Nico which we both bumped down to the significantly. bottom significantly uh, what did you put for number
1: 13 I've got Abbey Road here Um okay Man, so bumped it up I one. I bumped it up one. Ever since you've talked about Abbey Road, perhaps being a more polished version of the White Album, that continues to go through okay. my head, and I'm, uh, it'll be interesting to uh. think about our top ten uh, and whether where this belongs and and what to do with the White Album. Um, but yeah, I I I really like Abbey Road, and it it's making me think again now about you know what is it about this album that put it at fourteen versus four albums that ended up in the top 10 um right yeah
0: uh i put i put uh thriller bumped it up from 20 to 13 yeah what you said about uh are you experienced i resonates for me with thriller that i hadn't listened to the album but as soon as i pushed play and then looked at the track listing i was like oh yeah yeah I know all these songs. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. I knew, I knew, I knew. I think going into it, I knew all but two by name. And even, I think one of the ones I didn't know when I heard it, I was like, yes, I've, I think I've heard this. Like, it's yeah. so familiar. So I guess when you have like,
1: seven singles, that'll. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like,
0: just just wild. Yeah. Um, Such a. This is a tough one because, and I think okay you put abbey road and i put thriller yep so (laughs) that's leads into the next because we've done the flip-flop thing again (laughs) because at number 12 i put abbey road and you put thriller so we can probably just go into that um yeah thriller uh, you and i talked about this briefly it might have been before we hit record um it's a genre and, and just listening to the, the instrumentation and the types of sounds is not my favorite. Mm. Like I I enjoy rock more than I enjoy this type of pop. So I think that's holding me back because as songs on their own and just listening to them and enjoying them and singing along, it is a stacked album and yeah. it's so good. Yeah. And and when he did it, like it's just like <clears throat> You know, just crazy. Uh, he was defining that sound in the early '80s. It's just wild. He and he was coming off already a bunch of popularity from the Jackson Five, and I think he had. This wasn't his first solo album. I don't believe uh, yeah. uh, he had done very well. Um, it's so good, but it's just it's not my favorite type of music, and I I do wrestle with that a bit because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, would this have been as good as if it was a rock album? Well, probably right. not. But anyways, that, uh, I think that's the only thing that's holding me back yeah. there. Any
1: words that you wanted to add about Abbey Road?
0: Um, it's really good. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's, oh man, the, the Beatles. I mean, I think Sergeant Peppers is the pinnacle of their career. I don't know if it ever got any better than that. Um, they they did the white album after, which I know a lot of people like, but I don't think is as good as the three albums that at least the three albums that came before it: Sergeant Pepper's, Revolver, and uh, Rubber Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know how much turmoil the band was going through, and then then they record Let It Be, and even though that wasn't released till after, it was after let it be that they recorded abbey yeah. road so i think that they kind of works their way back up to a standard that's closer to sergeant pepper's and revolver and rubber soul um and if sergeant pepper's is the pinnacle of their career and and that's that's mike jones saying it that's not you know a definitive sure, sure. statement that's just my opinion if Sergeant Pepper's is the pinnacle, uh, Ab- Abbey Road is really, really yeah. close, yep. um, and it's it's a great way to end. I wish it hadn't ended, but a great way to end their career as a band, and it ends on a very high note. And there are so many good songs, and they are still pushing the envelope, yep. even at the end of their run. They're still tr- they're playing with new sounds yep. and new ways to make music and record and do songs. It is just so good. And, and the other struggling thing is. Uh, it, it's the fifth album on this list, which in some ways I like because they're so good. In other ways, it's like, come on, spread it around a bit, you know, <laughs> give another band a chance. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think again, it's a genre I just enjoy a little more than early 80s pop. So I put it one higher. But you've got, uh, do you, anything else you want to say about thriller? Because you've got it at number 12.
1: Uh, just that, um, yeah, similar to "Are You Experienced." It's an album that, uh, like you said, I pressed play and was like, "Oh wow, how is this not higher?" Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, why, why is it all the way why at twenty? All the way at twenty. Um, just a uh, really an incredible piece of work, and um, you know, I think if it wasn't for Rolling Stones' sort of rock and roll bias, this would probably be number one. Um, you know, best-selling number one overall, best-selling album of all time. There was a moment yeah. in, in its yeah. history when it first came out where it was selling a million copies a week. It was that's just, insane. It was just the it was bigger than big. Um, MTV when the Thriller video came out, which was like 15 minutes long. We talked about this. They, they were playing the video twice an hour to keep up with uh, requests. <laughs> <laughs> so like this is and, – and, and still today, this album continues to sell more than 100,000 copies a year. Uh, wow. People – wow. you know, 30 – whatever, how old, however old we are, 36 years after it came out, it still continues yeah. to be uh, prolifically uh, listened to. And um, yeah, it, it it's a bit of a head-scratcher for me why this ends up at number 20. Um, uh, but, yeah. uh, but we'll see, we'll see, uh, where it ends up, I guess, on our, our own top 10 list and, and, uh, whether it makes a cut, um, number 11, Rolling Stone had the Sun Sessions. It's, uh, the one that we think deserved the biggest drop. We, uh, we averaged out, I guess, to, uh, 19 and a half. Uh, yeah. Uh, so- and, and
0: just to, before you yeah. continue there, I don't think you mentioned the number 12 album oh, yeah. was kind of blue.
1: Number twelve. So we both uh, we both bumped that down, but not necessarily um, for. Uh, <laughs> again, it's because of the beefiness of this group of ten albums. Right? Yeah, so yeah. We don't think it deserves a, a number twelve ranking. Um, yeah, so number eleven. Sun Sessions. Uh, you know, we we were willing to drop it nine or ten spots, um, and uh, and so obviously something else rose to the top for us. I had Born to Run. Um, this is the biggest surprise of these 10 albums for me. I knew I was probably going to huh. like Thriller and Abbey Road and Are You Experienced and and Nevermind. Uh, there were a few that I had no idea what I was going to think about. I prob- I thought that Born to Run would be a lot like uh, Exile on Main Street. I assumed that it was going to be, okay. um, like we said in the review, 4-4 Timing Classic Rock kind of boring kind of standard and uh yeah i keep listening to it we recorded the album a couple weeks ago i've still put it on it's the album really? i've listened to most out of these top 20 albums and uh, oh wow and really? i don't know what, what it is about it why i continue to go back uh yeah well that's the question i will no you have to know because that's
0: the question i want to ask you why do you like <sighs> it so much what is it can you can you
1: can you can you pinpoint one thing i was on a really big uh billy joel kick for a while and i'm I'm listening i think that there's something in the way that these two albums are structured i think i said this on the review they're both kind of uh multifaceted they're both story. what two, story- albums? Sorry, what two uh, albums sorry uh i was really into billy specifically i was really into billy joel's strange the stranger album and this and born to run reminds me a lot of that album they're both kind of storyteller albums they're really really layered um lots of different instrumentation there's more to them than just four four uh straight up classic rock um and they're really they're really fun and interesting and uh yeah, I can't quite put my finger on it other than that. Um it may just simply be that uh, I don't know, I'm at the age of my life where his uh persona is starting to make more sense than it than it ever was before. I I've dismissed Bruce Springsteen okay. for most of my life as someone I don't really care about, right? Something has shifted in the last couple of months for me. So <laughs>
0: that that's interesting too because the our guests
1: yeah um it was a later in life for joel too yeah
0: joel said that you know he was a teen like in the prime of his years you know music listening years when born around came out and he wasn't really into it uh uh, but he got into it later so maybe it is i mean well and i said that when we were listening to the music that's right uh, the lyrics and his voice and even looking at his picture on the cover it's like this does not look like a 26 year old guy yeah i imagine like a 50 year old guy yep. so um maybe maybe middle-aged white men relate to him more. <laughs> well, that's depressing <laughs> are we middle-aged we're not middle-aged yet are we
1: so we're getting pretty close are if we we're not yet <laughs>
0: We're we're just on on the outside of young men.
1: (laughs) We're definitely not young men. (laughs) I don't think.
0: Oh no, (laughs) because it depends who you ask. Um, Okay, Uh, so I put up to the top. um, From Rolling Stone, put it at number fifteen. Was Jimi Hendrix? Are you Jimi Hendrix? Experienced? Are you experienced? Come on, Jimi Hendrix, man. <laughs> <laughs> like it's uh I mean, I know everybody does this. When you first hear Jimmy, you go, Oh my god, Jimmy Hendrix, like Wait. how does he do that? You know, but I think I was surprised because I've heard Jimmy before yeah. and, and I and I knew it, like and I'd gone through that. Oh yeah, he's he's the best ever. But I was surprised at how much in awe I was again. Yeah putting it on, already knowing pretty much all the tunes and just my jaw still hitting the floor and rewinding, you know, 30 seconds to hear that solo again because it's like, holy crap, what is he even doing there? Um, It's just so incredible. And listen to everything else that came out in 67. There is nothing like Jimmy. Um, There's no guitarist like Jimmy until you get to... Uh, even, even, even guys that say like Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page, they're amazing. They're so good, but they're so different and they weren't doing this kind of stuff. Uh, not until you get to like an Eddie Van Halen, um, and maybe, a oh shoot, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, in the eighties, uh, you don't, you don't hear this kind of thing. So it's just still way up there. You and I both discussed the album sounds like a greatest hits album. It's stacked full of so many great Jimi Hendrix tunes uh, that we all know and love. It's just, and it sounds ahead of its time. So for all those reasons, it's just, it blows everything else out of the water, Uh, which I think is saying something because the albums that I've ranked lower than it are amazing (laughs) albums. (laughs) Abbey Road, Thriller, Nevermind, Kind of Blue, Wonder Run, it goes on and on. These are great albums, but to me, our experience was just yep. so good. So that's, that's it. That's it. That's uh, it's eleven to twenty.
1: Well, what do you think? Should we try and do a our top ten here now?
0: Yeah, I, I have one more comment. Um, you know, we had a few uh, double ups when we did our our top ten, where you and I agreed on. One or two albums, and we agreed with Rolling Stone on one or two albums. In this case, nothing matches.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we could have persuaded each other. We've got three slots where we kind of flip flopped. Um, yes, but you're right, m- and no agreements at all with with Rolling Stone. We didn't. No, we uh,
0: we almost we almost turned their list upside down.
1: Yeah, that's true
0: if you look at it your yours especially yours with with born to run up very high and thriller up very high you've uh with the exception of maybe astral weeks which we didn't boost up that high um and with kind of blue which we didn't kick down super low uh we've almost flipped their Mm -hmm. list upside down which which i think is better because uh Again, some of these albums are here for reasons other than listenability, and we have certainly used that uh, as a major uh, reason for how we've re-ranked them. So, a criteria. Um, Yeah, so what we wanted to do just for fun, and I think we'll... Every time we do 10, assuming we get to another 10 and get to another 10 after that, which <laughs> is our goal, uh, we want to try and filter in our all-time top 10. So every time we do 10, we're going to go back to what are the our 10 favorite albums on the list so yeah. far, and we're going to try and do that. So I moved... Um, are you experienced to number three? I moved Abbey Road to number five. I moved Thriller to number seven. I moved Nevermind to number nine and kind of
1: blue to number ten. So this might be a kind of a unique a unique moment where you cut half of your <laughs> previous top ten, but yeah. um, but I think that says something. Well it
0: wasn't my it wasn't my top ten, it was Rolling Stones. <laughs> and top it says 10.
1: something I think about and half the, of the value crap. of this <laughs> this uh, 11 to 20 stretch that we've just gone through as well um, oh man it's, yeah
0: and even you know even when we get if you look at the top 50 like and i know we're a ways off but there's some there's some absolute yeah. gems in, in the next 30 albums like there's some incredible albums i think there's some that yes that we're unfamiliar with that we're we could be surprised but there's some that i we are both familiar with that we're going whoa these are these are so good um so yeah i bumped out five i bumped out highway 61 revisited by bob dylan uh the stones exile main street the beatles white album uh blonde on blonde and uh London calling by the clash so they all got they all got booted
1: yeah i think i'm pretty close to uh Adding the same amount. I I cut four and added four new ones. So not quite half, but um, I added Born to Run as my number two album. Wow. Right behind Whoa. What's Going On. And uh, Thriller at the number four spot. Abbey Road. I just made a change just now. I had it at uh, number seven. But I realized I'd probably want to put that on before London Calling. And I, okay, and I, yeah. I'm starting to think ahead about like which albums I'd be more disappointed to see go. And I think I'd be more willing to have London Calling fall off than Abbey Road fall off. So anyway, I'm maybe overthinking it a little bit. Okay, <laughs> uh, And then uh, I the last one that's new, I, I put Are You Experienced in at number 10. Um, another maybe slight cheat that I did was I flip-flopped uh, the White Album and Sergeant Peppers. I had them in our first top yeah. ten. I had them reversed. And um, I think, you know, ten weeks away from that moment, I'm realizing that as much as I like the White Album, I like it more for its nostalgia than for its listenability. And I think Sgt. Peppers sure. is a better product than the White Album. Okay. Um, so that's where I am for my top ten now. Uh, I, I don't know how much you've listened looked at the next 10 albums. Um, but there's a very Oof. real possibility another three to four oh. will be coming off my list as well. So it's going to be, it's going to be, I think it'll be like this for the next few weeks here where, uh, or the, the next few blocks of yeah. 10 where uh, numerous albums come and go, but um, it'll be fun to see how that gets shaken up each time.
0: Yeah. We've got some great albums coming up. Yeah. Um, uh, on that note, uh, we want to thank you so much for listening.
1: Yeah, and we should probably say too, if if you're at home like uh, like Josh and Lisa and are are making your own re-rankings as you go along, um, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe if you think that we really screwed up and and dropped something that that really yeah. should have been bumped higher, let us know. Or uh, even if you just want to send us your own top ten so far, and and we'll we'll give that a shout out on the the next episode. That'd be fun too.
0: For sure, yeah. If you uh, yeah put a comment, uh, you could put it on our Twitter feed, SoundLogic Pod, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, even a comment on uh, iTunes. Go ahead, yeah. and we'd be happy to mention uh, you know what your opinion was on a certain album. Let us know what your number one all time album would have been out of these top twenty.
1: Yeah, um, we've actually got a pretty interesting feature that I don't think anyone has ever used. But if you visit our um, the home of our Sound Logic uh, podcast on on Anchor, you can actually leave us a, a voicemail uh, just by going to our podcast page, Anchor.fm/soundlogic, and um, we'll feature that in a future episode. If you're willing to drop us a line there, we'll feature your actual voice.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'd be happy to do that. <laughs> We've enjoyed doing this so much, and we are going to continue to be recording this podcast and going through the next uh, 10 albums, of course. Uh, however, we're going to take a little break as we're nearing the summer months of this year, so you won't be hearing us for from us for probably another... Uh, six to eight weeks but we will be back and we hope that you will join us again then we'll still be posting on all our social media feeds and maybe have a little bonus episode here and there Uh, but uh, we're going to take a little break and we uh, really look forward to getting back at it and hopefully hearing from you when we get there
1: yeah during that time we hope to record some more episodes Um, we're also looking forward to seeing each other face to face this summer which hasn't happened for a while. And uh, oh. so hopefully we can really stock up the hopper with a bunch of these episodes. <laughs> and uh, yeah. then at some point this summer, just, just start firing them off uh, every week and give you, give you a long stretch of, uh, of podcasting for your summer road trips. So um, yeah, we thank you for listening again and uh, we hope you join us next time, whenever that is. Maybe, uh, maybe during that time we'll do a live show. Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> we'll go knock on Johnny's door since he was the one who said we should oh. this and, uh, see what we get wow
0: <laughs> all right well until then then <laughs> have yourself have yourself a great night you too, my all of you listening take care we'll talk to you soon thanks if you like what you hear subscribe on your
1: favorite podcast app and write a review send us a message at our facebook page on Instagram, or through our SoundLogic podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening.